This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're going to wait on the Caps tickets because phone lines are hopping right now. People wanting to chime in on what we're discussing as we welcome you back on Grant and Danny. So our final segment before we get out of here early tonight at 6, ahead of Virginia Tech basketball, we'll give away that pair of Caps tickets. So make sure you're listening during our final segment right around 545 here on 106.7 The Fan. The question for you guys, though, is are we paying enough attention? Have we chronicled enough how big of a deal the loss to the Giants was? We kind of treated it afterwards like a maddening, frustrating division loss with a lot on the line. But we talked a lot about the officiating or what didn't go right. We moved on to talking about the quarterback situation based on Rivera's comments. We've talked a lot and taken a bunch of calls on Chase Young not playing again. But there were bigger things going on here. The whole season was right there for you. You win, and you almost could just lay down and take a nap and wake up when the playoffs started and be playing in the playoffs, and they missed out. Today, you're seeing a lot of people around the country saying they're cooked, that they're out, they're not going to make it. And that's just because a lot of the websites give them a sub-50% chance to get in. But if you actually start breaking down what needs to happen, they're still in okay shape. They really are. We know what the East is going to look like from a divisional standpoint, right? The Eagles are going to be the one seed. They're 13-1. and one. The Cowboys are going to be the five seed. They're 10-4. and four. And the Giants are going to be the six seed. They are currently 8-5-1 and one, unless they fall apart. Danny's predicting, by the way, that they go 0-3 and, and they miss the playoffs. The question is, can Washington make it all four teams from the division into the playoffs and be the seventh seed? Or does a Seattle get hot? Do the Lions get hot? Those are the questions we're laying out for you. Let's hit the phones on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. 800-636-1067. I mean, to me, this game, I, I was looking at it from the big picture of this year. I still think the, the team gets in. But we should talk about it. Where they're supposed to be versus where the Giants are that you couldn't beat him despite two cracks and all the time to prepare. Nobody's ever had that much time to prepare for one team that was going through something but like Washington you, had. You would agree with me that at 9-7-1, and one, if that's where they were to finish, meaning they go 2-1, and one, if they go 9-7-1, and one, that's a fine year, right? In it's year a, three. Yeah, I guess it's okay. But you still don't have the long-term answer at the most important position than you thought you did. I agree, but that's a, a little bit different than just saying, and with was the garbage schedule, a, a progressive step? Like, I I thought 10-7 and seven was possible. I scaled it back to 9-8 and eight before the year. They kind of split the difference if they go 9-7-1. and one. I can't be that upset. They've gone 7-10, and 
and seven and nine in the first two years of Rivera. If they win nine games and they don't lose eight, okay, you that's, go, that's nice. But yeah, but I guess my retort is then progress towards what? But yeah, you're, that's your. That's, it's a perfectly fine Inching point. We're forward. just we're talking about this specific year. Yeah, I think you're on a train to nowhere, but it's it's nice. But they're they're on a train and they're going toward the destination, just not at the pace we'd like. And we probably feel like they're never going to get there this way. But at least you know you could be going backwards. You could be sitting idle. They're moving at a really really slow pace. Let's go to Mike in Spotsylvania on Grant and Danny. Hey, Mike. Hey. Hey, man. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, you're on the radio. Go ahead. Yeah, first, yeah, first time caller, long time listener. Oh, we appreciate you, man. Thank you. As far as I'm, when I was watching the game, it looked like there wasn't as much effort out of the defense against their offensive line as it was the first time we played them and tied them. Well, I don't think effort's a question. I mean, I, I never really like questioning effort because these guys care. They're professionals. This, you know, they got here for a reason. And in the way of the defensive line, uh, those are your best players on the team. You know, John Allen, who brought 100 fans to the game, sleeps, eats, breathes football. Like, you don't have to worry about his effort. Deron Payne, in addition, I, I would say some of those same things about him, to just being a, a winner from Alabama, is in a contract year. He's not going to put film out there where he's not trying to kick the guy's butt in front of him. Montez Sweat is trying to get paid this offseason individually. Yeah. I just think the Giants' design, I think their game plan, I think their coaching there you is go. better than Washington's, where yeah. they said, okay, that group can can beat us. We won't let them. Not an effort thing. Production thing. You're right. Your, your point is they didn't do as much as a D-line. Darn tootin'. Facts. Absolutely. Their D-line did not make plays like they normally do, like they have to. You had the TFL from Allen for minus five on one running play. You had a uh, hit on Daniel Jones, forced him to get rid of the ball on an incompletion or on a completion short of the sticks on a third down that forced a punt by Sweat. Those are like the most notable things that those three guys did in the entire game. But I give credit to the the Giants coaches out coaching Washington in some way uh, with the short, quick game that they had. I thought Daniel Jones was really, really good. Got the ball out, was accurate. And uh, they had a really good plan. Let's go to Carlos in Alexandria. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, thanks for taking the call again. And then just uh, just to the side here, rest in peace both to Franco Harris and to Kurt Gowdy. I think some of the younger fans don't understand what a great moment that was and how that propelled uh, professional football, um, you know, into the modern era. But um, I, I wanted to re- raise your point, Danny. You you may, you may have, you mentioned that they couldn't beat them twice in in two cracks and. I think this, this loss was, was a signature loss in this way. It, it signifies what this franchise has been over the last five years. And, you know, people look at the Vikings, and they, they're down in the Vikings this year. You know how many games that the Vikings have won against teams with winning records since the last week of October? Four. Mm. Do you know how many teams, how many teams with, uh, how many teams with, with uh, uh, winning records that the, the commanders have won in the last five years against Teams with winning, winning records? Not a top five. of my head. Five. It, it, five. They've won five games in the last five years. Is that and right? So the point That's being, a great stat. Yes. And, and, and so the point being here that this is, this is, this is what this franchise does. It, 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 it aspires to mediocrity, and then at, at moments that it really needs to rise above it, it doesn't rise above it. And there was no way that they were going to beat that team this last weekend after that first uh, series when they punted from the 34-yard line. That signified everything to the 
offense to everybody. It's endemic. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, bro. So I, I don't ever think you lose a game after a series. You know, you could come out on the opening kickoff, fumble the ball, they return it for a touchdown, you're down 7 nothing, and be behind, and, and the game's not over right then and there. So if that's the case, in my mind, then philosophically, I don't think you lost the game when Rivera decided to punt and pin him deep, even though they didn't, because Richie James returned at 30 yards. They pinned him at the same spot. <laughs> it was a four-yard net yeah. on the decision. But it, I thought it was a really bad decision. I thought it was a loser decision. I thought it was... Um, you know, if we if we believe that you send messages with what you do, like with every action there is some type of thought, and then you can dissect what the coach was thinking, the message it sent was this is going to be a 16-13 game, and we're settling in for a long night of field position Yeah, we're football. willing to do whatever this is. And you certainly didn't trust in the way that you needed to in that moment, but, you know, your, your defense, if you, if you have faith in them, Give him the ball there. Who cares? You miss a field goal? All right, we're about to make a play. We'll get off the field three and out. Let's go to Duran in D.C. on Grant and Danny. Grant, Commander Danny, happy holidays. boy. Thank you. Yeah, so before, here's the thing. Before we lost to the Giants, I kind of wanted us to lose for better seeding. I feel like we matched up best against Minnesota than we do against San Fran. So, uh, my fingers are crossed this weekend. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is no joke. I think we have to really outdo that offense. But, you know, with the dimbos we got on our sideline, I pray that happens. But, you know, that's all I have for my two cents. Thanks. Appreciate you, dude. Yeah, we're cut out for you this weekend. I mean, they're seven-point dogs, and they should be. There are only a handful of teams, I think, that might be legit favored on the road this week against San Francisco. If it was Garoppolo, it would be eight and a half or nine probably. Agreed. You know, because there is just a little bit of what if this is the game where Purdy looks like Purdy. He's going to turn into a pumpkin one of these nights. Maybe it's on Christmas Eve as the commanders are playing them in the 4 o'clock window. I think that San Francisco is going to shut down the run. And that's my biggest concern. They've done a great job stopping the run. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they haven't given up more than 75 rushing yards in over a month. And if they're able to stop this running game with Robinson, now you pin your ears back against the quarterback, and I think it's going to be Heineke, obviously, initially, maybe for the whole game. We'll see. They're going to get home. They're going to do what they did to Geno Smith, who was mobile enough occasionally to get away. That's why I think Heineke gives you the best chance in this game for sure. You're going to have to move around in the pocket. You're going to have to leave the pocket and scramble. Nick Bosa, who tore his ACL and came back in a calendar year, and has been incredible since doing so, is a game changer. Yes, he is. And a game wrecker. And an absolute freak. I mean, this is a defensive player of the year type. This is a generational talent. Like, you draft a defensive end in the top five, you're hoping you get that generational Ohio State Buckeye, like a Nick Bosa, who's out there just wrecking games with, you know, the season on the line. Let's go to Jay in Virginia Beach. Hey, Jay. What's up, Jay? Hey, Grant, Commander Danny, thanks for taking Damn my it's... call. You bet. Right. So so two points to make. One, absolutely the Giants game was huge. There's no way we should have let it come down to bad officiating and let it be that close. Um, ironically, or maybe not so ironically, my son turned to me. We are sitting in the stands. We saw who the ref was, said, this crew always gets big games and they're always terrible. So the fact that they blew calls and, but we even let it be close enough for the call to matter. 
stank. But the other point is the game that's going to be equivalent to that 2017 Giants game is lining up to be the Dallas game. Dallas is going to probably have settled into the fifth play fifth uh, playoff spot. Cooper have nothing to play for. Oh. Rest their starters, and then are we going to show that the franchise has turned the corner and can win a game like that? Oh not choke like 2017. Well, you know that's the whole. I just DJ. threw up a little bit. I mean, he's right though. Yes, like, he is. The Cleveland game, no excuses, man. I mean, there just isn't. Like I'm giving you this weekend. And by the way, you could go out and win and now have margin for error. Yeah. If they beat San Francisco, all of the the, the pocket protector wearing analytics crunchers are going to say, now they're in. You know, Steve Kornacki on Sunday night is going to be talking about the commanders. Circle their percentage here, guys. It was 29. Now it's up to 74. Yeah, that's all you got to do is Boom. beat San Francisco. Now that's a tough ask. You know what? I'm not going to ask you to do it. I'm not. I'd love for you to. Be nice. But I, I am realistic. I've been realistic the whole time. I got no delusions of grandeur. I thought you'd beat the Giants. I was wrong. You played the exact same game you've played a lot of weeks before that, and you luck boxed your way, and and some things worked out, and you got wins over bad teams. I thought you had one more in you. Didn't happen. That's fine. But if any of this matters, like we talk so much about what it takes, you got to beat the Browns, and then you get the Cowboys. None of it matters if you can't beat Cleveland, who's not good. If you can't beat Dallas, if Cooper Rush is throwing to uh, wide receiver one, Noah Brown, or uh, Noah Eagle. Ian Eagle's Ian son. Eagle's, Ian Eagle's son Beat is me. the wide receiver one. N- nothing matters, man. Right. Like, Well, what if the, the Cowboys dot, 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 then they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Then we can just stop talking about any of this. If you can't win a home game against Cleveland, why am I expecting that you can go to Minnesota and beat the Vikings on the road. If you can't beat Dallas at FedEx Field with the entire season on the line, if they don't have their starters playing, we shouldn't be furious or angry about, well, if, if only that one game did. No, 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 no. They're not good enough. Yeah, it they forces you to belong. revisit. It forces you to, to, to go, you know what? That actually was just re- really a nice lucky streak that was fun in the middle of the season. Like last year. Remember, they had a similar streak, not as long. Four-game winning streak. But we go, hey, that was great. They turned the corner. No, they just had a nice little run that's not sustainable. And we didn't learn our lesson because we're sitting here puffing our chests out. So I knew why you play football as they're winning these coin toss games that come down to a goal line stand either way. I don't think they will, but if they lose to the Niners and then lose again to the Browns, and at that point they're basically out. Yeah, done. then that's it, pretty much. But that will be revealing to just how fortuitous the stretch was uh-huh. and how um you know we, we said it was unsustainable but really how lucky it was mm-hmm. right if all of a sudden like you lose three in a row including two very winnable games against teams the caliber of which you were beating for seven weeks let's go to jeff in waynesboro on grant and danny what's up jeff so grant commander danny happy holidays to the both of you and hey, to man. your families and you to you sir thank you thank you sir um, you know, I started the season. I circled the two giant games as W's. Boy, was that foolish. Um, it's go- It's a setback. It hurts. Um, we should beat these guys. I give um, Giants credit. They probably have coach of the year candidate, coach of them right now. And we always seem to be good for one good game a year. One. We've had it. 
Um, hopefully we can come back. But you know Kyle Shanahan also has this game circled because it's the Dan Snyder team he's coming up against. And maybe he coaches a little more, has a little more pep in his step because we're coming to town. It's going to be a tough haul. But I think that Giant game, just Giants in general, is going to sting for a long time. I grew up with a lot of Giants fans. And hearing from them week after week after week, and then you tank year after year, just not tank, but you just, you're not there. You're not good. You get number one drafted, number yeah. one drafted. You build something. We're here. No, no. You look good. You have great names on your roster, but you're not here. Um, I mean, it all comes down, unfortunately, to coaching. Um, it looks like um, I wish the best. I hope the best. I've been a fan since, I'm, I'm going to say it, the late 60s. Um, but this one, the Giants is, is a setback. That's that one's that's going to sting for a while. Yeah, it's crippling. Appreciate Thanks you. for the call. I mean, it's just amazing sitting here now thinking about if they had won. Let's just say they get the touchdown on the, the PI is called one yard touchdown run to Brian Robinson on the next play. They get a two point conversion and they win in overtime. Okay, they kick a field goal. They win that game. This is a house money game. It does not matter if you get bludgeoned in San Francisco. Uh All you have to do is win one of your final three, and you're in. It's exactly where the Giants are right now. Now, whether or not that actually helps you or gets you anywhere in the playoffs, who knows? Everyone seems to think they want Minnesota. Everybody wants to play the Vikings. Okay, well, we'll we'll see. Enjoy that. I mean, they just scored 36 unanswered or whatever it was this weekend and put up 500 yards. you might want to play that defense. I don't know if you want to play Justin Jefferson. I don't know if you want to play Dalvin Cook right now. 800-636-1067 on Grant and Danny. The question for you guys is, are we giving enough credit to just how damaging that Giants loss was? Or are you looking ahead because you still think they get in somehow, some way? Got to win two out of their next three? Finish with back-to-back wins maybe? Or do they steal one this weekend? No one thinks they'll win in San Francisco. For G&D. I get what you're doing. This is a very sad, very... Um, melancholy slow, Christmas song? Yeah, yeah, this is melancholy. Because you're you're upset about the Commanders and the playoffs. I know what's happening here, Commanders. I get it. Doesn't this feel a little bit like um, maybe you're spending Christmas alone or something like that? Or am I wrong about that? (laughs) No? Nothing? Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan. You can call us at 800-636-1067. You can tweet us at Grant H. Paulson at Funny Danny. Commanders 49ers this weekend. I'm going to give you some numbers on San Fran really quickly. Uh, this is a Saturday 4 o'clock game, Christmas Eve. 49ers on offense, number 7 in the NFL, 14th running the ball, 4th yards per play throwing the ball. They get plays in chunks. That's gotten a little, I think, skewed lately, though, because even though they made some big plays to George Kittle here, their offense is not the same without Debo Samuel. Yards after they catch some screens, he turns into bigger plays. He turns little into a lot better yeah. than anybody. So they're going to that fourth is is probably deceiving. They're not that in the moment. Uh but they don't turn the ball over. Top 10 at not throwing picks, top 7 at not allowing sacks led by their anchor at left tackle Trent Williams. He's pretty good. Him. He is the best. If you like the some league. references, I have a few. At his position. 
Remember when the Bruce Allen yeah. uh, interview he did for hours and hours with the House Oversight Committee netted us? Apparently, Bruce saying that Dan told him don't try to get a deal done with Trent Williams and don't forego his uh, not a penny. You know his fine. Make sure he pays every single cent. Fine him the max. Don't oh, give him a penny. Unreal. So remember, we thought at the time that it was Bruce and and Trent that had the beef, and Trent and Dan were buddies. Well, right. I still think Trent and Bruce had a beef. I do. I think they do too. I mean, Trent basically told the media that. Yeah. If you remember one of his last press conferences, Bruce's name came up. He like rolled his eyes and said, "Next question." Or yeah. Something. But I wonder if that was just because Bruce was acting at the behest of the chair. <laughs> but who knows? That's very possible. It's, we're getting down to the nitty gritty there. Yeah, Trent's great. Well, see, what San Francisco does to me that's so good, and this is this is the Kyle Shanahan special, is you are forced to account for everybody. You, if you watch them do 100 plays, they'll have a fullback and a tight end that do certain things. On the 101st play, now that fullback is acting like he's doing the thing he did the first 100 times, but now he's leaking out to the opposite side of the field for a catch where nobody is for 40 yards. They do that. They find the thing you're not ready to deal with. He knows you better than you know you. So if there are some rules, and I'm now obsessed with this, defenses have rules. If there are rules on your defense, like, oh, if a team has a, a certain personnel grouping, then you substitute this way. If if a if a player, uh, you know, if you have a two a, a double stack on one side, uh, then they have a, this rule this way. He finds your thing that he knows that you guys have, even though you've never talked about it publicly, and forces it to break. And will have something that you don't know he about. He breaks your rules. He breaks your rules. Defensively for the 49ers, they're coordinated by D'Amico Ryan's, the former Texans linebacker, who by the way will be a head coach in the league next year. The guy looks like he could still play. He is a young, he relates to players, motivational leader type, gives a good speech, and I think he is sharp as a tack, dude. He knows his X's and O's. He's got their defense in a great spot week in and week out. They're the number one defense in the NFL. They give up just 286 yards a game. They're actually number two in yards per play, believe it or not. But this is the number one defense against the run, number five defense against the pass, number seven at picking off passes, Number 10 at getting sacks, which is really surprising because I would have thought that they were higher in that category. I guess that's where they've struggled. Only the Eagles give up fewer yards per play than the Niners. The difference, though, is remember when Washington played Philly? We said all all day long, all week long, going into that game on Monday Night Football, you can run on this team, run on the Eagles, stick to the ground, pound the ball on them. You can't really run on San Francisco. They give up 3.4 yards per carry. There are teams in this league that give up 5.4. One of them is the Giants. Hey. You just played the team that was dead last against the run. Brian Robinson, by the way, averaged seven yards per carry, and I think most of us feel like he should have carried the ball more in the game. But this is not Green Bay or the Chargers or the Browns who you play coming up at FedEx, who, by the way, are 29th in the NFL against the run. That's why I think Washington's going to beat them. This team will stop the run. And when they do, can you throw the ball to beat them? We're going to find out. Let's go to Tony and Bowie, home of the Bay Sox. What's up, Tony? Hey, Grant, Commander Danny, first-time caller, long-time listener. Tony, <laughs> welcome aboard, my guy. By the way, there's too much momentum with this Commander thing. It's a great momentum. Like, it's I killing like it. me. We need people to start calling you the big fella. No. Yeah. Oh, come on. That Come on, be... Danny, left hand up. Come on, man. Put that hand right down. You put it right down for a mediocre team, <laughs> sir. Commander Look, Danny. Fellas. 
That's him. Look, fellas, um, this Giants loss reeks of the Cowboys' loss last season. Um, to take you guys back, well, obviously you all know, but that Cowboys game had so much hype around it. You know, I think Danny touched on it earlier where um, we just, you know, we were really garnering all the fans to come out, um, and, it, and they did. They showed out. They were deep. And, you know, we came there and we didn't deliver. You know, we lost that game. And from there on out, what happened was we didn't win a game for the rest of the season, um, the Cowboys game at FedEx. So fast forward to this year, I feel like the Giants game is relatively similar. Um, you know, we came in hot. Obviously, the tie wasn't what we wanted. But we hadn't felt a loss in weeks. Um, this Giants game that happened was, you know, we just lost and we just underdelivered. You know, and all the fans came out. It was the same thing. So I feel like ultimately – I think there's a great comp. Appreciate fact, you, dude. Appreciate the call, bro. I think there is here here is the link between the two. End of the winning streak, back to FedEx. The players and the coaches are pleading with people to to hey, support us. Yeah, put your put energy. your stuff aside. We need you guys. Let down. Okay. You're down 20 to nothing. Deflating. Pretty sure that game was 20 to nothing. 24 nothing at the at halftime. 24 nothing. 24. They lost 24-20 or 24-17? 27-20. Yeah. They scored 17 unanswered to get back in the game with a Cole Holcomb pick six. And then didn't matter. They lost anyway. Kevin in Arlington. What's up, buddy? Hey, Kev. Hey, Commander Danny Grant. Happy holidays. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, man. Happy holidays. Yeah. Yeah, so there was a caller earlier, and, and he really pointed out something I've been on, which is the five wins in five seasons against winners. If you want to know what the five wins are, in 18, it was against the Packers and Cowboys. In 19, we only won three games, didn't beat any winners. In 20, it was the Steelers. In 21, it was the Bucks. In 22, this year, it was the Eagles game. But so, uh, okay. hold on. So the, I know those are their best wins against really good teams. No, they're the only wins the, against winning teams at the end of the year. The teams that had winning records okay, at the end at the of the end. year. What about when they played them? Is it the same or, or is that no, just – No, I don't okay. think it's the same. Grant. But no, I see but what I'm, you're saying. Your point still, is over a three-year span when the dust settled at the span. end of the – They've beaten five span, teams that are right? good. At the end of the season when the dust settled, they had beaten five teams that were actually good. That's correct. And if you go back to 2017, let's just go back to Kirk. We had that win on the road against the Rams. We had that big win against the Raiders. We had the win, I think, late in that season in Seattle. You know, I think that's three winners at the end of the year. So, again, I, I think I'm getting to this point. We're deficient with Ron Rivera when he's not getting the team to fight for him and to love him. That's the one thing he's terrific with. He is horrible on game day management. And that's everything from him and his staff in terms of their – you know, there's only been one game plan in uh, this year, and there was one last year that I love. This year was the Eagles one. Last year was against the Bucks. We don't game plan well. We don't execute well, particularly against the good teams. We just don't. We're always out coached. Who we got coming up? We got Shanahan. We got Stefanski. Now, I, even Mike McCarthy is better on game days than is uh, Ron Rivera. So there's that. And then there's Ron Rivera, the GM who couldn't get quarterback right, still hasn't gotten it right. We're ending up year three, and because he can't get it right, we're going to bench Heineke after a terrible loss that's coming, and then Wentz is going to finish out 0-2, and, and we're going to be 7-9-1. And I've been signaling this since the bye. It's happening, mm. and it's because Damn. we don't have a great coach and we don't have the people we need to build the roster. Well, you won't get any argument from me on the last part of that, Kevin, but I don't see them losing out. 
I, I don't know how anyone can have watched the last two months and see them losing to both the Browns and the Cowboys. So my, my contention is the Browns aren't that bad. They're okay. And and this was kind of my point. With, with, the Browns are the Giants. Yeah, they're, they're 13th in offense despite having an entire season of Jacoby Brissett and a rusty-as-all-hell Deshaun Watson. They were better with Brissett, though. I'd rather play the Browns right now than yeah. a month ago. Oh, they, they, the point is, they're, they're not terrible. They're not good on defense, but who cares? You could be the worst defense in the world. You still get to play Washington's offense. They're not moving the ball against anybody. But you'll, you'll just run it on them. I mean, we, we'll talk about the Browns when we talk about the Browns. My point is just, it, it is, I'm not saying it's unrealistic. I'm just saying it is ultimate pessimistic to say there's they're going to lose their next three. I mean, the, the, cha- this is the, the team has lost once. Since Minnesota, right? Am I miscalculating? Like, they they have had a lot of things go their way and bounce their way when they've played these bad teams. They're in 50-50 games. It just defies science and logic and math that they would lose three or in a row of those with a tie. Now, you're probably going to win one of those at some point. Now, if the Cowboys played their starters for whatever reason, they actually just said, you know, our best case... We need case, to win this, yeah. Yeah, our best case is, is to go into the playoffs with momentum, so we're going to play four quarters with our starters, then the Cowboys beat you. And now the Brown, their whole season comes down to the Browns. But unless I am I'm miscalculating, which is very possible, I, I think it comes down to, after you beat Cleveland, needing to beat Dallas without their starters. And Cooper Rush has played okay and, and won them some football sure. games. It's not like they don't have a backup capable of playing competent ball. You still would rather take your chances against them, but uh, man, I mean, you just li- listen to the difference in the the, narr- yeah, the call, the narratives, the feeling, the 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 emotions. Like that Giants game took a lot out of this fan base. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven is the number. Plus, we're going to be giving away Caps tickets at the end of the hour. Before we get out of here on Grant and Danny, we are going to give away a pair of Caps tickets at the end of this segment. So make sure you are listening. I saw one of the great leads I've I've read in a sports story in years from a guy from The Athletic who wrote today, if you thought the seven minutes of Arson Judge was a tease, <laughs> wait until you hear about the seven days of Carlos Correa. Imagine being a Giants fan. You thought you had Aaron Judge. You thought wrong because you were lied to by John Heyman. Okay, no problem. Aaron Judge is a Yankee. We're still going to spend our money. Wow, we got Carlos Correa, one of the great stars in baseball, one of the best leaders in the sport. For one week, he was a giant without officially being a giant. We just all talked about where he's going to hit in the lineup and how he was going to play in the field for them. Carlos Correa overnight last night, signing with the Mets, Scott Boris pulling out of the deal said that the Giants had adequate and ample time to sort out whatever physical thing that they were having an issue with, and so he called Steve Cohen and got a deal with the Mets. Can you imagine? Yes. Boris is so... His job is not to make anyone happy but his clients. Yeah, he does not care what we think, what fans think, what you think. (laughs) That's tough, man. Yeah. But I I think this is also maybe what happens sometimes, too, and I don't know the, the spirit of the negotiations, but the report is he called Cohen. When Boris deals directly with the owners, you know what I mean? Yes. It's different than the GMs. Like, you can move and shake a little more, and, he, and there is a leverage to it for him in that way. Yeah, he knows how to dangle that carrot, whatever that is, right, with the owners. 
Let's go to Adam and Stafford. Wants to hop in on the Commanders. You still think they get into the playoffs? Well, well, first of all, happy holidays to you and your families, uh, Grant and Commander Danny. Uh, from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Uh, it's probably some of the best radio ever since uh, Sonny and the guys uh, during the Redskins games, guys. I, yeah, we're lucky to be on the East Coast. Appreciate it. Uh, thank, thank you for the kind words. Yeah, so happy first holidays. of all, lo- losing the game was definitely big. That was your question. Uh Anytime you can win a game and solidify that and not have to play another game to secure your playoff position is important. And secondly, wonder if wonder if Debo was playing next week, would I have enough would I have enough problems with San Francisco? So I mean that we screwed ourselves twice. But uh the phone Jedi you had asked me about Heineke. Heineke played like he always plays. He got he came back at the end of the game like they always do. It was classic Heineke. He got drilled for that fumble. I mean, anybody on the planet would have fumbled that ball. He got drilled on that on that on that that uh, fumble. But- Which one? I guess he's talking about the the sack fumble from the blind yeah. spot at the goal line. I don't think anybody would fault him for that fumble at all. The other fumble's tough though because you're leaving the pocket. That's that a, one I do fault him for. Yeah, that's a ball security fumble. The same as like a running back or a receiver. Not to say that that's an easy job, right? When you get hit from the blind side within two and a half seconds, which is what happened via next-gen stats, that's not on you. That, yeah, on that's a, on get, a lineman getting beat. On a three-step drop that's meant to be quick game, there's no quarterback. If You, you don't want your quarterback anticipating a hit. It means, so, you know what I mean? Like, he's not going to make a good throw or step into it or do the right things. That's a lineman issue to me. Yeah, a second fumble. You know, that, that one I can't forget. And that was a killer. They're in the red zone. That's at worst a field goal. You got to know there are people chasing you, too, just given the way he squared out of the pocket to the side. That's a three-point play mm-hmm. in a game where you just had no margin for, for losing points. Scott in Silver Spring, what's up? Hey, fellas. How y'all doing? What's up, buddy? Uh, first, let me just mention Boris. We we call him bottom line Boris. And <laughs> I think the only person that he ever gave a home down, hometown discount to was Washington with Strasburg. And, that yeah, that really worked out great for us. But anyway... <laughs> To the Redskins, uh, excuse me, the Commanders. Uh, I think we still have a chance. I mean, and what the previous caller said, I understand what he's saying. The guy before the last guy, uh, you know, but you play who you play when you play them. And the season is about streaks and the hills and valleys. And, and like, anybody saw our first five, six games, they, they wouldn't have worried about playing us. And then four games later, they're like, oh, you don't want to play the commanders, this, that. You know, they control the ball, they their defense. And so, I mean, but this is the life of a, a Washington fan. I mean, this is where we always are, waiting. Wait, this week I got to watch Green Bear. I watch Detroit. I got to watch <laughs> exactly Seattle. Right. That's I, so I, true. I'm, I'm hoping and praying, like, for six games, and, and we're going to end up where we end up. And until we're good, as long as we go out kicking and screaming – and the games mean some. I mean, I guess I got to be okay with that. What a call! One hundred percent right. Great call. It was never going to be easy. This team doesn't exactly. do easy, right? It was never going to be. You're going to beat the Giants, and then you're going to beat San Francisco. And with two weeks to go, you'll have everything wrapped up. And if you want to get a look at Sam Howell in Week 18, you can. That's not how they do things here. Ever. You're you're going to have to watch six games for the last two Sundays and hope for four things to happen. It's been. What is it? What is it? 30, I don't know how many years, 20 some years since 1999 when they just had a good season in the beginning, the middle, and at the end. And they didn't win a championship or anything. Nobody's writing home saying they saw the greatest thing they ever saw. They went 10 and but 6. But they just, 
Won two out of every three games almost and went to the playoffs. They were never bad and needed a hot stretch. Yeah, it was just a normal season. Even last year, they won four straight and then lost four straight. But they won four straight and then lost four straight. The team that has done things much better with a better process and better results. Who's that? In this town over the years is the Capitals. Oh, yeah. We had nicked out on the show earlier today. If you missed that, you can grab the podcast at thefandc.com. But we want to give away Caps tickets right now. So let's give them to caller number eight. In honor of Alex Ovechkin, caller number eight at 800-636-1067. You're winning two tickets to the Caps and the Jets this Friday night, December 23rd, 7 p.m. game at Cap One Arena in D.C. Courtesy of the Capitals. See the Caps live this season with your family and friends. To purchase group tickets, go to washcaps.com slash groups. Danny, what do you got on the docket this evening? Uh, we're good. Last preparations here for Christmas. We've got a couple things that need to be doing, but uh, it'll be pretty chill. But I want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. I will not see you before the holiday. Same to you, buddy. Yeah, this is the last ride for me until the holidays. So to uh, Darius and Ryan and yourself, Merry Christmas, guys. And everyone listening, thanks so much for everything over the calendar year listening to the show. Danny's got you for the next couple of days to finish up the week. We're back at it at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Thank you for coming. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.